Jesse Kelly Show, final hour of the Jesse Kelly Show. We still have my friend Braxton McCoy, total stud veteran, got blown up in Iraq, but he's still alive. An actual real-life cowboy, and I mean real-life cowboy, but he, beyond the military stuff, which we'll talk to him a little bit about with his cowboy accent that's ridiculous, but beyond that, we're going to talk to him about supply chain problems. He's been warning, especially about things like beef and chicken for a while. And now we're starting to see these things come to fruition. So whenever I see someone who's been right about something, I think maybe we all should hear from him again. (laughs) I'd like to know what's coming next. Not everyone can oracle all the time. Chris, what? What? It's a huge burden. Look, back to what we were talking about here briefly. And I'm only going to hit on this briefly. Remember this. Remember. These people, these people are not interested in actually lowering gas prices. They're interested in you not blaming them for high gas prices, but they don't care about lowering gas prices. Transit is even better when it's clean transit with modern electric buses that don't pollute at all. We often talk about the costs of failure on climate, and for good reason, but we should also celebrate what Americans stand to gain through our transformation to a cleaner... Yeah, yeah, we got, we got it, Rear Admiral, we got it. He doesn't, he doesn't care about gas prices. None of them do. In fact, all of them are shamelessly out there at this moment when gas prices are breaking America. The Biden administration, they've decided to lock shields and say it's zero emissions time, baby. Imagine a future. The freight trucks that deliver bread and milk to our grocery store shelves and the buses that take children to school and and parents to work. Imagine all the heavy-duty vehicles that keep our supply lines strong and allow our economy to grow. Imagine that they produced zero emissions. Will you all imagine? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I just want to say, before she goes into this last part, this is my favorite part. I love this. I love this. You know why? Because you know, Chris, you know I'm right here. You know either Kamala herself or one of Dome's staffers, they sat down and they penned this last part out and they looked it around and they thought, nailed it. Oh, that's profound, baby. You know they did, right? Listen. Imagined it. That's why we're here today. Because we have the ability to see what can be unburdened by what has been and then to make the possible actually happen. <laughs> Gosh, these freaking people. Stop majoring in philosophy. Go get a business degree. Gosh, all right. 877-377-4373. I've been asking if you were going to join the military and now you're not because of this insanity, I want to hear from you. If you're in and getting out, remember, you can remain anonymous. You probably should. I want to hear from you. And remember, before I go to these calls, these guys who are in and getting out, You don't just replace some guy with years of institutional knowledge. He's worth way more than one guy. And we're not replenishing the military with guys we need when they look at all this garbage and they choose to go elsewhere. They can't win. You know, Medal of Honor Monday? We did Medal of Honor Monday an hour ago. You can't win a Medal of Honor if you're selling RVs in Houston, Texas. Doesn't work like that. Scott in Mississippi, go boss. Hey, uh, uh, thanks for having me. So, yeah, I just want to give you a, <clears throat> my take on it. Um, you know, spent my first ten years enlisted to the special ops stuff. Um, work with guys from all the different forces. Last, uh, you know, ten plus years, fourteen years have been uh, crossover to the officer side. 
uh, flying planes now. And But I've watched the military just, and I don't even want to say slowly, go away from me, but it has gone off a cliff. Um, and it's just, it's it's almost to where I'm, we are so far apart, I, I can't get out fast enough. Um, and there's so many people just like me doing it, just buying their time, getting getting their last few years to where they can get out. Not, you know, not being what we used to be of giving giving it our all, going 100% all the time, you know, no matter what they say. You want us to go somewhere, we'll go. Tomorrow, we're gone. It, it's not that anymore. The guys have lost it. Um, they've lost their their drive to do, you know, what they were born to do and fight for their country because of, and I, you know, use my quotation mark, leaders, what we've turned, what, what the leaders have turned into is a bunch of butt kissers. How do they get where they're at? By kissing butts so somebody hired them. And what do they want? The guy that's kissing their butt. That'll be the next leader. And that's why it, everything has spiraled downhill. Your operators, your guys who are out doing the missions, aren't checking those boxes, aren't going to this school, that school, doing, you know, all these things that it takes to become a, again, quotation leader. They're out doing the operational mission that is what needs to get done. And it's a downhill spiral. I don't see how we can get out of it. And, again, that's why I've chose to, you know, we're, we've split ways, and I've it's time for me to go. Scott, let me ask you something, and I, I don't expect you to be exact, but 24 years in the Air Force, obviously you've been around, seen some things. If you had to guess, I don't expect you to be exact at all, how many different schools have you gone to in 24 years? And I need to clarify for everyone listening, when I say schools, the military has various schools that will teach you how to do these things or that things. I mean, mountain climbing, parachuting, any, they have different schools. How many schools have you been to in 24 years, Scott? Well, I can tell you only because I've been through the two different career fields, obviously the special ops stuff, enlisted, and then the pilot stuff mm-hmm. since I've been an officer. I'd guess probably about 15. 15 about schools. 15, you know, three years of pilot training. Okay. I just th- Thank you, Scott, by the way. F- 24 years in the Air Force, 15 different schools. And again, I want to emphasize the schools you go learn how to be a specialist at something. Now, you, you're a specialist all of a sudden at this. That's one man. Over two Decades of experience in 15 different schools, and the United States Air Force is about to lose him like that. The damage that does to the readiness of a military is unquantifiable. And if you want to know why I'm bringing this up tonight, because I mean, my goodness, right? Why am I not doing a whole show on Ukraine and Russia and gas prices? And why not understand something? You don't understand why I'm doing this show tonight. You won't understand tomorrow or the next day or the next day or the next day after that. But when a U.S. aircraft carrier group ends up in the bottom of the Strait of Taiwan and you're sobbing, staring at the screen because 10,000 sailors just died in an afternoon, then you'll understand why I am so emphatic about what's happening because that is what's happening and that is the cost of what we're doing right now. There is a cost And it is catastrophic, catastrophic in the end. More pain and anguish than you can possibly imagine. Jennifer in Wisconsin, go. Hi, I just wanted to call in. My son is in the Navy currently. Um, He's been threatened to be booted out since probably September. 
Um, he was on deployment over in Japan when COVID broke out. And when he came home, I was sure to tell him and kind of fill him in on everything that's been going on because they weren't really aware of what was going on around them. Um, and I said, you know, they're going to come out with a, a jab. And I said, I don't want you to take it. No matter what the cost, do not put it in your body. And he was like, okay, well, I need to research this for myself. Like, I appreciate your point of view, but mom, I need to. And I was like, okay. He called me back three weeks later. He said, nope, I want nothing to do with what's going on here. And he said, I am fully okay with them booting me out. And so um, probably this past fall, they, you know, we're going to start getting rid of them. And he's been threatened over and over. Then it was the testing. And then they weren't testing. Not, nothing is followed through with. Mm-hmm. Um, Just trying to intimidate now, him right out of the Navy. Trying to intimidate him right out of the Navy. What if they don't kick him out? You think he's going to sign up again? He's been harassed for his whole time in. Take this. Don't take that. Take this. We'll kick you out. We need that guy in the Navy. Ah, Chris in Alabama, go. Hey, Jesse. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, my son joined uh, the Army right before the election, and we were sure that Trump was going to win, and he's very patriotic. And now we're left with this mess, I call it, and it's, it's, it's hectic on a dad. But I want everybody to know that he's, I've talked to him, and he's very patriotic, and there's a lot of patriotic young men with him. And so let's don't give up hope on them, and uh, let's just keep prayers for them. I got you. Say a prayer for him, my brother. I'm not done with it. 877-377-4373. If you were going to join and didn't because of all this garbage, I want to know. If you're in and getting out, I want to know. People have to hear because we don't. We don't share the same level of patriotism anymore. You, you want to put a number to that? You want, you want to hear an eye-popping number I'm about to give you? I'll give it to you in just a second. First, my pillow has an eye-popping number for you. How about the lowest prices ever on Giza Dream Sheets? Lowest prices ever. 60% off. Not 16, 60. If you go to MyPillow.com, Click on the radio listener specials and use the promo code JESSE. You can get the greatest freaking sheets ever at 60% off. And may I recommend two sets? If they're 60% off, you might as well take advantage of it. I've always told you get two sets anyway. That way you can have a set on the bed while the other set's in the wash. MyPillow.com, radio listener specials, promo code JESSE. Or maybe you're driving. I get that. I know we got a lot of truckers. Just call them. 800-845-0544. Of course, it's MyPillow. They couldn't make it any easier. Just give them the code JESSE. Save yourself some money. MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. My friend, cowboy, veteran, army veteran, sadly, instead of Marine Corps, Braxton McCoy joins me about 10 minutes from now. We're going to talk to him about a couple military things. We're also going to talk to him about prices because he was way out ahead of things on supply chain problems in the beef world and the chicken world. And he had he had a good explanation for it. He's very familiar with that world. And I want to know what's coming for us. But we're talking about the military and how they're purging people, the most patriotic Americans, the ones who win wars. And this gets uncomfortable for people. But we have to have a frank conversation and understand what, where we are now. Not where we want to be, 
you know, where are we now? Where we are now is the Democratic Party. Doesn't mean every Democrat, but the Democratic Party is now an anti-American party. Every single thing they say, every part of the party platform is a different version of here's why America sucks. You know I'm right. You know I'm right. Remember they had to be shamed into flying the American flag at their own convention? Someone looked around at their convention for president and they looked around and there wasn't a single flag. They hate the country. And so wrap your mind around this because it goes right into all this stuff. There's a question out. Quinnipiac did a poll. As the world witnesses what is happening to Ukraine, Americans were asked what they would do if they were in the same position as Ukrainians are now. Stay and fight or leave the country? A majority, 55% of the country, said they would stay and fight. 38% said they would leave. The Republican percentages? 68% of Republicans said they would stay. 25% said they'd leave. 57% of independents said they'd stay. 36% said they'd leave. Democrats? 52% of the country said they would leave. Only 40% said they'd stay. What if our military is only full of these people in 10 years? What do you think happens then? Where do we go from there? When the most patriotic Americans aren't joining the military because the military has made it plain it doesn't want them? I mean, how much longer do you think you're going to be a superpower? You can't gender neutral your way to a win in a war. I promise you that. I promise you that. Chad in Vermont, go. Hey, my daughter's 17. She's graduating a year early from college or high school. She wanted to join the military, but now with this whole conflict going on, she's lost. She wanted to become a nurse uh, and, and work at a VA to take care of a veteran. Um, and now she's asking me what to do. I don't know what to tell her or what path she should take. So that's really it. Man, it... She, she loves her country and loves, her, loves America. I don't know what to do. Brother, I'll, I'll just say this. I've had this conversation already with my kids because they, you know, they'll pull out my old dress blues and put it on and walk around and think like they're hot stuff and stuff like that. And kids want to be their dad or or their mom. I will not be encouraging my kids to join, but I I so admire the kids who still do. There's just know there's more than one way to serve your country. All right. I, I, there's a, there's, there's a feeling about the military, especially with people who haven't served, that it is the highest of us, the best of us. And that's fine if you want to think that way. That's fine. But understand, it's not the only way to serve. There are a lot of people out there who serve without serving in the military. You can serve your community. You can serve your city. You can serve your state. It doesn't just have to be your country. All right? I think the name is Maney in Colorado. Go ahead, Maney. Maybe your name isn't Maney, Chris. I don't know. Gene in Colorado, go. Hey, thanks for having me. Um, I come from a long line of military um, people. My great-grandfather served in the Army. My grandfather was in the Army. My dad was Navy. I went in the Army. Um, and before all of this, you know, I had you know expectations to have my kids go in the military, whatever branch they wanted to go in. But as time went on and all these these things start coming to fruition, um, I changed my mind and I made sure that I wouldn't let my kids go in. And I was adamant about that because I just couldn't stomach having my kids 
being something and part of something that's not tra- that wh- where it was traditionally because it's not the traditional military anymore. This, you know, just everything that's going on right now wouldn't be um, the right thing to do for anybody. And, and I commend anybody who's in the military is getting out, and anybody who any parent tell them don't have their kids go in. I, you know, I commend that and I support that because we don't need to to support something that's detrimental to our society that's gene in colorado families all served his kids aren't gonna and what's wild about this is we need we need his kids to serve those are the type of people we need we have to have them but understandably gene is looking around and he doesn't want them to serve under this kind of crap and it's this goes way beyond i need to be clear this goes way beyond joe biden he doesn't want his kids to serve under crazy left-wing generals. He doesn't want his kids to serve under Millie, who's examining his white rage. I don't want mine to either. And the great people who are still in, what sucks is they need Gene's kids beside them. They need my kids beside them. But they're not coming. All right, this guy wants to remain anonymous, understandably so. Go ahead, anonymous. Hey, how's it going, Jesse? Hey, uh, I got it. So I've been here about 15 years. I'm currently down in uh, California. I'm a, I, I get an instructor role, if you will, and uh, mm-hmm. I've been doing this about three years now at the curtain location I'm at. And every year since I've been here, and more so the first like three months of our course, uh, we were required and still are required to go through uh, gender inclusion training, oh. uh, which pretty much discusses the understanding of the pronouns, what L, all the acronyms and the, the abbreviations stand for, and uh, how do we, how we're changing our SOPs to, uh, accommodate these individuals with, uh, gender dysphoria more so, you know, letting students use instructor heads, um, you know, you name it, we, you know, excluding them from specific training because of their, you know, uncomfortability in in their, uh, their current opinion of their sex, et cetera, as well as, um, you know, we were even told that, Depending on our gender, or more so our, our ethnicity as well, our race, we we need to be having these conversations. But uh, we can't be having these conversations if you're all white males, uh, etc. So, like you were saying in regards to the, uh, you know, white privilege, etc. That's that's also a big thing in uh, in you know my type of uh, service is that we're we're also getting classes on a uh, you know white privilege and oh, the whole, um, you know how. White men are, are overprivileged, and uh, so recently, uh, my service took out the uh, picture requirements for promotions for staff and CEOs and above because they felt that the, or more so the DoD uh, felt that uh, certain individuals, more so white individuals, were being favored because of their ethnicity or race rather than their capabilities. So, a, I am sorry, brother. I am up against the break. That was outstanding. Did you hear what he just said? We're going to talk to Braxton McCoy about that next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and joining me now is my friend Braxton McCoy. I think by now everyone has read his book, The Glass Factory. If you have, if you haven't, you should. Uh, Braxton, tell me why you're such an Eagles fan. Why would you pick that as your opening song? I, I wondered whether it was you or Chris <laughs> that was trolling me with that. But, uh, yeah, I can't stand the Eagles, particularly that song, actually. <laughs> what, what kind of an American 
dislikes <laughs> the Eagles. Braxton, who hurt you? Uh, listen, it's garbage music for like oh. kids that are trying to relive their uh, uh, prom dance in the, <laughs> in the late 80s, early 90s. It's trash. All right, it's garbage. You know, I can't believe you like this. You know what? I feel like actually, you, I can believe that you like this, but you, you know, that's not necessary. Us. That's not. You know, we're we're moving on. Braxton McCoy, you know, I've been talking all night about. We're gonna get to some supply chain stuff, by the way, like beef and chicken. And you've been way on point about this stuff. But I, I've been talking all night about this, what I call the soft purge of the military, about mm-hmm. how you're taking some real fighters and they're getting out with loads of institutional knowledge, God knows how many schools under their belt, and they're getting out, or you're taking that 17-year-old high school wrestler who wants to fight for his country, the kind of guy you need, and he's just going to go do something else. He's going to go sell insurance somewhere. And it's a rot that you can't quantify, but the results are going to be catastrophic in the end. That's what I've been saying tonight. You know, Jesse, I could not possibly agree with you more on that. I saw you reposted that Bryce Mitchell deal. Um, I was totally that kid. I had no, uh, I had no one. I, I mean, I had some military family, but they'd been out for so long. They they could not offer me any help. So when I was enlisting, uh, I I ended up getting really kind of a family friendly friendly program here, kind of uh, mistreated by my recruiter because I had no idea what I was doing. Um, and all I want to do is like kind of go fight the war. And if, you know, if I were in sort of Bryce Mitchell's shoes now, like a younger man, I would totally not, uh, not have any interest in, in this military. There's just like no way. Um, so yeah, I think you're right. And I'm not saying I was like some kind of you know, I was no uh, Ray Benavidez. You know, I'm not, not. I'm not trying to say that, but I was definitely kind of the guy that you want. That or like, I'm not trying to brag myself up here, but I was no, the kind of no, guy that, no. Like, look, it's dude, for, you, I'll do it for you. I said at the beginning of the show that bumpkin in Louisiana who you like to make fun of his accent. Yeah, he's been shooting squirrels since he was six years old. You want that guy in the military? That cowboy. I actually used you as an example. The cowboy uh, who's been riding horses. Uh, you want that guy in the military? Those are the guys who win war. And if all we're going to get is a bunch of people who want to lop their wieners off, we're going to be in serious, <laughs> serious trouble in the future of the country. We are. We're, we're, insta- we're importing a bunch of feminism and uh, weapons-grade mental illness. And the warriors who are still in, I think I might feel m- the most bad for them because they're there for the right reasons. And they're surrounded by a bunch of nut jobs now. Yeah, and I know you're seeing this too. Like some of my best buddies are working their way out mm-hmm. that are uh... – like the best dudes, I mean, I'm thinking of like one of my buddies, Chris, is a PJ. He's, I mean, as solid a dude as you'll ever find. He's working his way out. Another one of my buddies, also named Chris, coincidentally, um, 18 Bravo, now 18 Fox, Special Forces guy, working his way out. Like these dudes who are like really the kind of dudes who get after it are working their way out as long as they, as long as they can, you know. Um, and get something out of their uh, investment, they're, they're getting out. And you're right. You're 100% right. And I'll tell you, like, to add on, I, I hire a kid or two every year to work for us on the place. And I'm, I'm very much pro, um, I'm very much pro, like, defend your country kind of guy. Uh, and right now, I, I do everything I can to discourage. And I, I don't mean discourage, but... 
I, I, I definitely mean, don't encourage these kids to, sorry, my dogs, I'm on my porch. I apologize for that. But I, uh, I do what I can to, I want these kids to defend their country. Right. But like right now, I, I just don't want them to get taken advantage of. So, well, so yeah, I, I know what you mean. I mean, these are good kids, farm kids. They're oh, good yeah, kids. The, the kind of kids know? who win wars. Yeah, the kind of kids who grew up with a gun in their hands. The kind of kids who win yeah. wars. All right, Braxton, I do have to ask you about this because you were way out in front of this, way beyond all the super geniuses in, in Washington about supply chain problems and pricing problems coming down the road for things like beef and chicken. Now, in the best way you, you, you can, I know you're, look, I know you're a cowboy, so it's hard for you to say words. Can you explain exactly why you saw this coming and what's coming next? Because we'd like to know. We, you can't, this, this machine is large. And especially when you build this thing out to where there's an enormous bottleneck, which is like the four, you could argue five, but four packers, um, so you have like, like think of the uh, the railroads of old going into say Kansas City was Abilene, but like anyway, say into Kansas City. Um, Kansas City is now owned by a bunch of co- conglomerates, and so when coronavirus came through, it wasn't just that we could not produce beef. We could produce beef for these people, but what happened was coronavirus restrictions came through, and they started shutting down plants. And as a uh, small producer, but also a guy who works for bigger producers, it was very easy to see that when you start shutting that bottleneck down, uh, it's going to those things are going to ripple back through the supply chain. It was it was just it, it was not hard to predict from my end, but I'm a guy on in a saddle, right? So it was easy for me to see. But the guy on the uh, uh, sort of going to the supermarket, how could he ever you know predict this? Well, when you start shutting that thing down and you say, well, now we've got, you know, say we're Tyson chicken or t- just Tyson meats. And let's say we have 1,800 workers. When you pull 800 of those workers out because they test positive for COVID, but then you start giving them um, uh, what do you, unemployment and now they're making more than they were while they were uh, at the packing plant, there's no incentive to go back to work. And this ripples down the supply chain. Same thing you've seen in the restaurant industry and so on. So it was like really clear and obvious to the guys on the producing end that this was going to be a big problem, but it wasn't going to be a problem that anyone was going to give a crap about because it was sort of a uh, kind of a slinky thing. Like it was, everything was going to be fine for a minute, but once you got to the end of sort of that uh, accordion, maybe is a better analogy, once you got to the sort of the compression end of that accordion, it was going to be big problems on the back end. And that's what we're seeing now. Like right now, we're slaughtering something like 123,000 uh, cattle a day in this country, and we cannot keep up with demand. And like, there's just no way we're ever going to catch up. And on the backside of that, producers are kind of, um, I hope this is an okay word, but kind of screwed because they're going to sell at $1.60, $1.80. I mean, it just depends on what they can get at the market going rate, but they're getting crushed. So small time producers are getting crushed uh, because the supply chain itself is sort of broken. And eventually you do this for too long. 
eventually those small producers cannot they cannot keep up with this sort of accordion effect. Like think of rubber banding and traffic. Like um, a guy who's a taxi driver can tolerate rubber banding and traffic because that's his job. That's kind of the uh, Packers deal. They can handle the accordion, uh, the accordion effect because that's their gig. But the, the producer can't. He is actually suffering that back end. So like when you're in traffic and you're mad, that's sort of the position that the producer is in. Well, you do this for too long and uh, sort of too rapid of fluctuation, and that small producer is just kind of uh, shafted. And you're starting to see this happen. He can't make it. And then you have this other problem of dairies. You shut schools down, uh, which happened for, gosh, I mean, depending on where you lived, for maybe almost two years you know, schools were shut down and schools take like, sure, they don't take a lot of beef, actually. But what they do take a lot of is cheese and uh, just dairy products overall, cheese and milk. Well, dairies have been getting hurt by that. So now what they're doing is dumping about 15 percent of their uh, sort of overage into market. And that affects the small beef producer on the back end. So he's getting crushed in in two or three different angles. So and. So what you're saying is the small producer is absolutely getting kamaled from both ends, and it's a disaster. His <laughs> name is Braxton McCoy. His book is The Glass Factory. Braxton, you have a new show you've started. Did you not promote it, please? Yeah, uh, it's uh, uh, The Braxton McCoy Show, about to be the Bunkhouse Podcast. But yeah, okay. yes. The Braxton McCoy on. Show, yeah. about to be the Bunkhouse Podcast. Go check it out. Thank you, my brother. Thank you, Jesse. Apologize for rambling. Mm-hmm. All right. Real quick, let's talk about something good. Let's talk about something that makes us feel good because we still have headlines I didn't get to. I need to get to a couple emails. Chris, I didn't get to like any emails today. Shut up. I was distracted. We had other stuff going on. Let's talk about Eden Pure Thunderstorm. Let's talk about the fact that thing, you realize it cleans out the odor of cigarette smoke. Now, I realize you're probably not sitting in your home burning heaters because it's not 1960, but... You understand how incredible it is that an air purifier can take the smell of cigarette smoke out of the air? I used to sell RVs. It's virtually impossible to get rid of the smell of cigarette smoke. Eden Pure Thunderstorm can. I own three of these things for a reason. One in my bedroom, one in my son's room, one in my living room. No filters. You don't have to buy a filter over and over again. Just leave it right where it is to clean your air constantly, the way nature does after a thunderstorm. That's why they call it that. You want a three-pack like I have? You can go to EdenPureDeals.com and use the discount code JESSE3. That's JESSE in the number three, and that saves you $200. EdenPureDeals.com, code JESSE3. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is! The Jesse Kelly Show, final segment of the Jesse Kelly Show. If you missed any part of it, you can catch the whole thing on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Don't forget on iTunes to leave a five-star rating in a review talking about how handsome I am. Chris, it's important for the show, all right? It's important for the show. We got this email. I haven't gotten to any emails today. 
He said, please make t-shirts that say, I want the divide. I've been listening to that epic rant dozens of, dozens of times. Side note, I'm making your world famous burgers for the family tomorrow. Thank you for the confidence to stand up and add communist before I say liberal POS before addressing these crazies. <laughs> Love the show and keep Chris in your prayers during the Easter season. Shout out to my, shout my name. He said his name is Jimmy. All right, Chris, how is Easter for you people? Uh, you know what? Never mind. It's, I, I guess it's more of a celebration for you, I would suppose. You know what? Quit. Stop, Chris. Quit. Let's give it, in case you're wondering what he's talking about, I don't, know how, I, don't, I don't know why this thing went so viral. I don't know why people like when I get upset. I don't like getting upset. This was from last week on the show. This is a little snippet of it. Here it is. Let's stop sending each, seeing each other as enemies and start seeing each other for who we are. No. I'm starting to hear this a lot now from media people. I'm hearing it from Joe Biden. I'm hearing it from Democrats. I'm hearing it from jellyfish Republicans. I'm hearing this a lot now. Let's set this down. Let's lay down our swords. Let's come together. Let's heal the divisions. We don't have to be partisan. We don't have to point fingers. We don't have to make enemies. Screw you. I remember two years of pandemics all my fault. I remember two years of children in this country, some of them still having to walk around with some stupid piece of cloth over their faces, can't talk to their friends, can't understand their teachers. I remember two years of people sending me videos and pictures of kids sobbing over their laptops at home while politicians who were putting these things into place were out partying up with their friends. Woohoo! Party time, baby! Hey, kids, sorry, gotta go home. Social distancing. I remember Joe Rogan, he puts out a little video. I got COVID, I was sick, I took ivermectin, I got better. And you know what I remember? I remember the system, including the FDA, making fun of him for it and telling everyone in this country not to maybe experiment with a successful treatment for a deadly disease. I remember everyone claiming it was horse dewormer. I remember all of you scumbags taking away life-saving treatments like Regeneron after you took it. You got coronavirus and took it. And then you took it away from innocent people. Don't you ever try to tell me we're not enemies. Don't you ever try to tell me to heal some divide, bridge the divide. Let's make peace up yours. We are enemies. I want the divide. I want the divide longer and wider than it's ever been before. I want to be as separated as far from you pieces of trash as the East is from the West. I don't want to reside in the same state as you, the same country as you. I don't want you on the same planet as me. Pandemic of the unvaccinated. Roll that up and shove it where you know where. Man, Chris, I forgot how upset I was. I was upset. <laughs> I'm still I'm still mad. I'm just not doing that again. I, I'm not sure if the voice can handle that tonight, Chris, even though it it still is it, it's it's extra sultry, isn't it, Chris? It was it was really gravelly on Saturday. I woke up and it kind of had this and I kept harassing the wife with it. I was like, "Be honest. It's kind of hot, isn't it?" She never You know what? She never seemed to come around. And now, here's a headline. By go, you know the you know the thing. Headlines we didn't get to. New Spanish-language conservative network fuels Dem fears over disinfo and Latino outreach. The truth of the matter is 
Democrats are losing the Latino population in this country. The Cubans, the Mexicans, the Puerto Ricans, the Guatemalans, they're losing the, the various Latino cultures. And these are traditionally democratic cultures. But understand something. I've told you this before. My best friend, Luis, Mexican. Wife, Mexican. Whole family, Mexicans. I hang out with a lot of Mexicans. A lot of them are Democrats. Or should I say used to be. This whole trans insanity and all the Black Lives Matter stuff, you chased them right into the open arms of the Republican Party. Congratulations, nutjob communists. You get what you get. Brittany Griner, star WNBA center, is detained in Russia. Oh, man, that is shocking. I had no idea there were any WNBA players were considered stars. J.K. Rowling speaks out against proposed Scottish law that would let biological males into female prisons. We've reached such a level of insanity in the West with all this biological male stuff. I don't know where it ends. Headline. You know what? I, I don't even want to read. All right. Look, price of oil per barrel doubles from what it cost a few months ago. National average gas price jumps over $4 for the first time. You know what? Uh, have you called Oxford Gold Group yet? Do you see what's happening to the financial sector in this planet? Call Oxford Gold Group. Have them deliver gold to your front door. Uh, soon. I don't want to do that buy now thing. I'm not going to do that. That's obnoxious. But the dollar, I, I don't make many promises to you. I will promise you this. The dollar is not going to increase in value tomorrow. That much I promise you. Get gold delivered to your front door. 833-995-GOLD. Tell them Jesse told you to call. Get gold delivered to your front door. These are some wild times. Don't get caught with your pants down. All the due respect to Bill Clinton. 833-995-GOLD. Make sure you tell them Jesse told you to call. Disgraced producer Harvey Weinstein caught smuggling milk duds in jail. Smuggling milk duds? What a, what a piece of trash. Not just for all his harassment of women and not for smuggling anything. I would smuggle everything if I was in jail. Milk duds? Man, you're not putting me in lockdown for milk duds. Don't raise your hands, Chris. It's the caramel. I th look, it gets caught in your teeth. The problem isn't the flavor. It's that you have to eat them all day as the caramel slowly chokes you out. It's it's the worst. And I don't have dentures, Chris. That's not the point. The point is it gets stuck. In you know what? I'm not even talking to you anymore. We're going to have a great show tomorrow like we did today. That's all. So